welcome everybody to today's very special episode of the I Went Outside Today podcast. I am one of your three hosts, Chris. I'm Cheryl. It's not special, it's just for March. <laughs> I introduce like almost every episode is special. Well, you're devaluing the word special. I'm Sydney, I did the thing. I think it works. But moving on, uh, in today's episode, Sydney actually went out and did something. I did it. And her heart went on. Nah. That's stupid. <laughs> After this event, uh, Sydney took part in the... The James Cameron exhibit. Yeah. At our TELUS World of Science, the James Cameron Challenging the Deep, an immersive exhibition. Discover the world of a man driven to explore and meet the challenges of the deep. Here's the little description here. The Science Center is the first in the world to host the Deep Sea Challenger and Pilot Sphere with the exhibition. You got to see a pilot sphere. Oh, yeah. I didn't know if that was like a real or a replica. Immerse yourself in an underwater world in an exhibition that traces explorer and filmmaker James Cameron's passion for deep ocean science, technology, and exploration, including material on his record-breaking dive to the bottom of the planet in the Deep Sea Challenger, the submersible he co-designed and engineered. Experience how James Cameron's passion for understanding and exploring the ocean has shone a light on one of the most important and least explored parts of the Earth. The exhibition immerses you in an underwater environment using cinema-scale projections, artifacts, and specimens from his expeditions. Explore the spectacular and mysterious abyss and discover the shipwrecks of Titanic and the German battleship Bismarck. See artifacts from the design and construction of the Deep Sea Challenger, which was built to withstand a water pressure of 16,000 pounds per square inch. You'll also see original film props and costumes from the abyss and Titanic, including the iconic Heart of the Ocean Diamond. Yeah, James Cameron is a fucking madman. So it's just off the bat. He's mm. a crazy person. Was he there explaining everything to you? No, he's just an outright lunatic. Like, who just puts himself in a little sphere and just goes to, like, it's like over 10,000 meters or something. Explorers slash filmmakers obviously do. Scientists? I mean, scientists, <laughs> yeah, sure, but... <laughs> I was thinking, though, too, like, I don't know how much of this he funded, but I feel like you only get research done when rich people want to do some crazy shit. Yeah. It might not be, like, the most pressing thing that we need to do, mm -hmm. but it got done because James Cameron wanted to mm -hmm. go. Yep. That's, like, one of two ways, like, a rich person wants to do something or your government wants to look more powerful, so mm -hmm. they put a person in space on the moon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So basically, whenever Russia pisses someone off or James Cameron wants to do something, yeah, that's how science gets advanced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they had the, like, I don't know if it's a replica or the real thing, but they had the whole model of the Deep Sea Challenger there. It could cool. have been real. Well, it didn't say it was a replica. I was trying to figure it out, out if it was real, because it was real, I was going to touch it. But Was there any seaweed on it? No, but it was like behind a barrier. How big do you, would you say it was? It's big. I have a picture of it. It's massive. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's the real one. You don't know that. It could be a replica. <laughs> I was at the bottom of the deep with James. Or Jim, as I like to call him. You don't call him Jim. I call him Jim Cam. No, you don't. So, Sydney, how did you find out about this? My friend. Your friend. So she wanted to go to it with you? Yeah. And then you guys wanted me to do something for March. And I knew you were going to make me do something weird. So I was like, I have something. 
the nude goddess retreat is not weird. Weird. Yeah, it is. Also, the closing optional yoga, not weird either. I'm so cold right now. I don't know why you think I can go do like nudism. Like I would freeze to death. I would get real hypothermia. That's why I sent you the clothing optional one. You have the option of wearing clothing. I don't want to hang out with naked people. <laughs> We're all naked, just under a thin layer of fabric. No. Yeah, my friend saw that it was going to be here, so we decided to go. And were you a big fan of Titanic ahead of time? I like the Titanic. I had, like I watched all the the other movies he did on it. Um, he does he's done like two other documentaries on the Titanic. Like he's he's a freak. He's been to the Titanic like he's done 12 dives. Or he did 12 dives in 1995. He's done seven deep sea exhibition or yeah expeditions expeditions slash exhibitions exhibitions. (laughs) um and then he has made like a bunch of movies about it Mm -hmm. i like his documentaries about the titanic nice and when you got to the exhibit what's like the first thing that they show you there's like a submarine with like cut out holes where you could put your face in and take a picture ah did you take a picture no but i took a picture of my friend oh so there's no picture of you in the submarine no so you hate fun you hate fun <laughs> we need your, those pictures for the podcast i didn't take one i'm sorry we need and probably for your tinder account which we'll set up we'll catch that tinder swindler oh that was so good the <laughs> yeah swindle. isn't it so you showed up you saw the photo booth submarine you're like not for me not for me at all what came right after that okay so then right after that i took pictures because of my goldfish memory then after that, there's, like, a little other fake submarine where they show you, like, his yearbook and a couple, like, mementos of James Cameron. And then immediately after that is the sea dicks from the abyss. And then there's a movie about how to make the abyss, how they made the abyss. And they, like, dug out this pit and filled it with water. And they put so much bleach in it that everyone got, like, chlorine burns and everyone's hair got bleach white when they were trying to get, like, the chemicals in the pool right. If you look into, like, the history of filmmaking with uh water sets it just sounds like a nightmare every time i watched the making of alien resurrection and there's a scene where the entire cast is like having to swim through a underwater portion of the ship and the director thought like he wanted the water to look murkier and murkier murkier so they dump a bunch of milk in there so it like gives like a cool light effects but they're shooting on this stage for over a week with milk water slowly turning and like everybody was getting ear infections and the whole set just stank that's so gross yeah so and it's dangerous diving in like any sort of unclear water is very dangerous it is and uh sydney has obviously never seen the abyss they were not sea dicks they were just they look like sea dicks long tube like people with faces on the end so think of like the water was alive and was trying to mimic the humans the closest thing to a sea dick that I can think of that actually exists is the gooey duck clam. I don't really like water creatures. No? Oh, and he made these, like, crazy helmets that were, like, fully functioning for all the actors, and they weighed, like, 10 kilograms. Oh, yeah. Didn't they have, like, the double pane glass so it would, like, look like it was filling up with liquid? Maybe. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I just remember the bleach part mostly from the little movie they showed. Did you read any of the displays? Yeah, I read some of the displays. It's okay. not about the abyss because there's just like sea dicks. And you I got just... real defensive there when Cheryl asked if you read anything. 
I'm a slow reader. I didn't have time to read it all. And I was going to read it all on the bus on the way over here, but I didn't want to. I wanted to listen to my audiobook. I read some of this stuff. So uh, what was the next uh, part that you didn't read? Some. Then I read... Um, well, I just didn't really care about the Abyss stuff. i never seen that movie. We'll show you the Abyss. Yeah. See, there's like his helmet... These people, a lot of the stuff happened like in Australia too. Yep. So that was cool. I, cause I like know most of the places cause I've been there. Humble brag. So then the next thing was they had, I should have made like a PowerPoint. So that's all the clothes from Titanic. Yep. So that's Leonardo DiCaprio's like suit and Kate Winslet's dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all the outfits and the costumes. Do you guys think they should have let him on the, that, uh, Rose and Titanic should have let Jack on the board. We watched a Mythbusters and they, they said it. it'd be difficult. I don't know. They within... proved it wasn't possible. Yeah, it was possible. Oh. They proved but it like was barely. within the yes. realm of possibility. Like barely. Yes, barely. Yeah. Yeah. Even with ocean waves? Uh, well, so at least from the people that survived Titanic, the ocean was calm. So there was no ocean waves that they needed to worry about. Oh. Yeah. But there was a ship sinking into the night. Yes, there was a ship sinking into the night. Yeah. The, as long and as that you didn't weren't... make any waves. I don't mean like big waves. I, like the water's not still still. It's like moving. Yeah, it moves a little bit, but they proved that they could do it. It just required a little bit more effort. Like basically Jack would have had to have been on top rows. Like they would have been like oh. dog piled and they could have done it. I would not have let Jack on the little thing. No. But I feel like there was lots of stuff floating. I, so, from the point of view of somebody who's been in really, really, really cold water, I can tell you right now, it's a little bit more difficult to get from one floating thing to another when the water is freezing. I've been in cold water, too. (laughs) Humble brag. (laughs) Ice cold? I've been in a glacier waterfall before, and I had to wash my hair, and it really hurt my head. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have greasy hair. Okay, but... You're not fully immersed, submersed. I was, because we had to get the conditioner out of my hair. Like, fully submersed? Yeah, you have two other girl guides to dunk you to get all the conditioner out. Feet and everything. Yeah, you're, like, in, it's, like, uh-huh. a, so it's a glacier waterfall, like, but then there's, like, the pool part of it, and then, so you, like, dunk your head to get wet, and then you get a girl guide on either side of you. If you're in girl guides, not just, like, in the world. You know, okay, but I was a girl guide. But without those two girl guides to help you. Then they dunk you down and you're fully submerged. Yes. But without those two girl guides to help you, do you think you could swim? Yes. Okay. Well, I would like to beg to differ. I can mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll try that. Perfect episode for you to try. We've got places in Edmonton that do ice oh, rescues. Yeah. 100% ice rescues. <laughs> ice rescues so they train you how to save people who've fallen into the ice and as part of that you get to go into the ice and be saved yourself what do you wear though i feel like wetsuits aren't very forgiving um so typically if you're gonna be in really really cold water it's a dry suit not a wetsuit are those forgiving forgiving in what way do you look fat in them Uh, yes oh i don't want to wear that i mean you're in the water yeah nobody's gonna see you all right so instead of the dry suit, we'll just let you wear the 1900s clothing. Yeah, we can get you a replica of Rose's dress. You can try to see what that would be like in freezing cold water. Oh, I'll drown. I've been thrown <laughs> into a pool in like full trip pants and like a big ass like 3X hoodie. Clothing is heavy when it's wet. Sure is. Especially when you're wearing the many, many layered dresses that they wore back then. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like wearing your bed sheets. Yep. But so anyway, I thought... <laughs> I wouldn't have let Jack on the raft. Fair. Because, like, he's going to want to hang out after. 
Yeah, you don't want to like hang out after you survive a, a life-threatening experience together. It'd just be awkward. Yeah, it'd be weird. I personally would rather watch a version of the Titanic where there's no romance in it at all, and it's just the ship sinking and everyone panicking. Dark. I don't like romance movies. Um, okay, so then there was clothes and movie props, and then they did the Titanic, like, a movie about him doing the dives, and they, like, fucking invented a robot that could, like, fit through the B-deck window, and he just did all these dives and stuff. I think he's done, like, in 1995, he did 12, and I think he, like, I don't know if he dived it or if he was, like, in a little submarine thing, and then he did more. He did 12 dives for the movie, to make the movie. Oh, so all those scenes at the start... Or it's all his footage at the yeah. start of Titanic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he has a shit ton of Titanic footage because he keeps fucking going there. I mean, James Cameron is Canadian, so I feel like Titanic having taken place in Canada is like everyone's first inkling into mystery as a child. I thought it was like not in Newfoundland's waters. I thought it was more in the middle of the sea. It's close enough to our east coast that the survivors were shipped Canada. Yeah. Yeah, so it says 1985, the discovery of the RMS Titanic reawakens Cameron's fascination with the story. 1995, he mounts an expedition to the Titanic to capture film footage of the wreck and weaves it into a love story set on board the ill-fated liner. In 2001, Ghost of the Abyss, Cameron returns to the Titanic with ROV's Jake and Elwood to film inside the wreck for the first time. And in 2005, Last Mysteries of the Titanic, Cameron uses even smaller Xbox ROVs to archaeologically investigate deep inside the wreck and reveal its secrets. And there's also two chunks of the Titanic. There's like the main part and then there's the stern is like 2,000 feet away and it's totally like obliterated. So just my quick Google here. So it actually does list Newfoundland as the location of the wreck of the Titanic. It's 400 nautical miles, so 740 kilometers from Newfoundland. They also gave, like, the wrong location for the distress call. Yeah. Idiots. You totally would have done a lot better job. I would have. I would have been like, there's an iceberg over there. So when James Cameron is exposing the secrets of the Titanic, what secrets Just like that there's this, know? like, staircase that was pretty well preserved. Found this clock that they used in the movie. They didn't use the ocean clock in the movie. They made a replica of the clock. But they got it, like, bang on from a picture. And then when he goes to explore it, he, like, finds the actual clock they had recommissioned for the movie or whatever. Yeah, Not cool. recommissioned. Made. Mm-hmm. Propped. Mm-hmm. Commissioned. Built. Yeah, just normally commissioned. <laughs> Was the clock there also at the exhibit? No, it's in the ocean. No, the... The replica. The replica. Oh, I don't think it was, but, like, the heart of the ocean is there. The brush, the comb, the mirror. The steamy carriage. The steamy <laughs> carriage is not there. <laughs> Also, James Cameron apparently did the sketches that, like, Jack Dawson sketches. It's actually James Cameron that drew them, I guess. I could believe it. And, like, he drew the... I wonder if he drew the hands because hands are really hard to draw. So he was just being a show-off. Hands are terrible at self-portraits. What? (laughs) A hand should be able to draw a hand. Ha! I get it. That's a dumb. So he... All the sketches were there and there was... I mean, as a filmmaker, being able to draw it would come in extremely handy. And then there's like a replica of the ship. I really should have made a PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. I'm just showing them pictures on my phone. (laughs) So question for you. Do you think the heart of the ocean is real? No, it was made up for the movie. Yep. And do you know what the blue diamond in the center is based on? A sapphire. (laughs) 
the Hope Diamond, which is actually believed to be cursed. Oh, I don't know about that diamond. Yeah. So the Hope Diamond is one of the world's most valuable diamonds. It's worth an estimated $350 million. That, ne- that jewel in the heart of the ocean yes. is supposed to be a diamond? Well, so it was based on the idea of the Hope Diamond. Oh. Yeah. Why is that diamond curse? Um, there's podcasts that you can actually go listen to, but like almost everyone who has owned the diamond has died in some tragic way befell horrible horrible fates while wearing the diamond uh no not necessarily while wearing the diamond but while owning the diamond so why did they call it the hope diamond and that's fake news i think it had to do with the name of the family um i'd have to do a little bit more googling on that but probably not bob hope that's right (laughs) but yeah it's in the smithsonian right Mm -hmm. now so their staff is probably dropping like flies and they don't know why because they don't believe in curses at a science museum. Yeah, so it's called the Hope Diamond because it was added to a collection catalog by the well-known Henry Philip Hope. Oh, that Hope. You don't know that Hope. You're just pretending <laughs> like you know that Hope. Billy Hope. Oh, well. Billy I don't H. really like diamond people. Like, I don't like the De Beers people. They <laughs> do blood diamonds. So. This is De Hope, not De Beer. But I'm just saying other diamond people I don't like. Hmm. Would also be the De Beers people. Is it because you saw the Tinder swindler? Was he? Oh yeah, he was a son of, or quote unquote, son of a diamond. No, I just I think De Beers is shady. I think diamonds are shady, and I hate that it's a birthstone because like the root, like to get a ruby is like fifty bucks, and then to get like a fucking diamond is like twelve hundred dollars. It's stupid. Like we should all be able to have affordable birthstones. So yours is a diamond. I take it. Yeah, I'm born in April. In April. I'm a ruby. And I know the cost of all of our, not yours, but the rest of us. I know my siblings' birthstones because I got our mom a necklace. Yeah. And I couldn't fucking get my own stone in it because it was going to be like a grand. Yeah. Just get an artificial diamond. Boom. Yeah, you I, got, a I gave a cubic zirconia and I was like, have a nice day. So you have a low opinion of diamonds. Mm-hmm. I have a low opinion of diamonds. So you're looking at this replica prop from Titanic and you're saying that's trash. Well, I didn't even know it was supposed to be a diamond. And it's clearly not. You can tell it looks like plastic. <laughs> yeah, it just films well. I don't know if I even took a picture of it. It wasn't that big a deal. It's... I took a picture of the hands and the naked lady, though. You're there for the naked lady. It's not the jewels. Yeah, some little kid came and dragged his mom over his mom over to see the, the sketch of the naked lady and like pointed at the nipple. And the mom just like laughed super hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then I read somewhere that like they discovered the Titanic because of like military operations. And then the next thing was Aliens of the Deep. 2003 to 2005, Aliens of the Deep Expeditions. Cameron selects a team of young scientists to study ecosystems around hydrothermal vents on three expeditions in the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans and the Sea of Cortez in western Mexico, examining life that thrives in the hostile environments in the deep ocean, informs theories about life beyond Earth. So there are animals in that one, and they all looked horrifying. Deep sea creatures are like this guy that I watch called Casual Geographic. I just like my favorite quote from him is sometimes science is about what we can know and not what we should know. And I don't think we need to know about anything in the ocean. It's gross and ugly. Whoa. Like deep ocean. <laughs> Whales is fine. That's racist. It's I, not. I happen to like the fish that glow in the dark and make their own bioluminescence. Ugh, creepy. <laughs> don't like You know, it. we probably look as awful to them. No, we don't. If they could see us. Yeah, I, don't I was going to well say, I don't, I don't think we can see very well. And then what else was over there? There was like a proposed, 
I don't have a picture of it, but there was like a proposed, like a simulation of a proposed mission that NASA wants to take to Europa for how we could like discover what's beneath the ice of the Europa moon. Oh, yeah. Cool. So that was cool. It didn't look that involved. They were just going to send a big rocket and smash it through the moon. There's a movie called Europa Report where they do that, where they show up. It's a manned mission and then things go horribly, horribly wrong and mayhem ensues. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should do manned missions to Europa. It's cold. We should just send robots. I mean, I think we're one of the more temperate planets in the entire solar system. Yeah. Everything else is too hot, too cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're in the Goldilocks zone. So that was that one, and it just showed horrible ocean creatures. What did your friend think of the Titanic exhibit? She thought it was okay. Yeah. Better than the Creationist Museum? Yeah, she did think it was better than the Creationist <laughs> Museum. <laughs> did you guys actually talk about that? We never speak about the Creationist Museum. Fair enough. I think you should. It'll help you get over it. Mm-hmm. No, I'll never get over it. Um, this is her pick, like her idea. I was just like, I'm also going to do a podcast episode on it because then I don't have to do any nudist activities. Those fish were naked. They were naked, the fish. And there was the naked lady. And there was a naked lady. And there were also the uh, underwater penises. Yeah, the sea dicks. Yeah. What are you afraid of? Yeah, there's nudity all over there. Well, I just felt like doing this instead of other things. Okay. And I don't like to go outside with strangers. <laughs> I only want to go with someone that I knew. A stranger is just a friend you haven't met yet. No, sometimes strangers are bad people. But anyway, this little <laughs> pod is like for the Deep Challenger expedition. And it's real small, and they built another one that you could climb in, but I didn't want to climb in it, so I didn't. And then when he was in the deep sea challenger they had also in the museum like all his outfits and his little booties that he put on when he got to the bottom of the sea and it was cold yeah so the entire exhibit's more about the it's an exhibit on exploring the titanic not so much about the titanic itself well like that's just one part of it yeah it's more about the documentaries of like his expeditions to the titanic and there wasn't tons of like movie stuff except for like the clothes and the, like a couple movie props. Did you learn much about the Titanic that you didn't know before? No, I watched all his documentaries on it already, so I knew everything. Yeah. I didn't know that it got discovered during military operations. That's what the only new thing that I learned. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And that like they were looking for like a different submarine. And the military said they could use some time to look for the Titanic. And then while they were looking for the submarine, they figured out that like the way that the debris spread across the currents made like a pattern and that like the lightest stuff would go the furthest and it created a much larger field than anyone expected Mm -hmm. and that's i think what helped them find the titanic but other than that i knew everything because i went down an adhd rabbit hole about it last year do you know what the most valuable cargo on the titanic was the people (laughs) cargo (laughs) people aren't cargo we're all just cargo on this planet earth spaceship. it wasn't human trafficking <laughs> no that i don't know feathers feathers yep at the from time geese? sorry from geese um just from very rare birds at the time like where are the birds <laughs> they're probably dead because yeah. that's how they did things back then at the time it was like very fashionable to have like exotic bird feathers in your hat there was cases and cases of bird feathers on the Titanic that's insured in today's dollars to around like two or three million dollars. It's the most 
important cargo on the Titanic was bird feathers. PETA wouldn't even let you have no bird feathers today. I don't think PETA was even a glimmer in anyone's yeah. eyes back in the early 1900s. I think they thought of animals as stupid robots. Mm-hmm. This got dark. <laughs> and now you know something more about the Titanic. But I knew everything else. Okay. I knew everything else. Including that it was Newfoundland? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I knew that too. So now we're on to Deep Sea Challenger. I'm reading my notes. What did it challenge? Our conceptions of what's possible in the ocean. Nice. Just checking. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> what year did Titanic sink? 1912. <laughs> Is it 1912? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, also, like, people have gone to the Marianas Trench. Um, oh, yeah. James Cameron went, like, alone. That was part of it. And, like, the deepest, maybe. But those were the records. And there's, like, this flag that the explorers, like, pass around called, like, I think it's called the Explorers Club flag. And it's been to the top of Mount Everest. Like, it's the same flag that you, like, give to the next person. And then it went to the bottom on his trip. And then it got retired. So that was in the museum. Nice. Mm, I've been to the Explorers Club. No, you haven't. I was there in New York. I peeked in the windows. Like, you're not allowed inside unless you're an explorer. Are they still doing adventure? How do you become an explorer? I don't know. I was exploring New York. They should have let me in. Yeah, they should have let you in. I bet you just have to be a rich person. Is the explorers people? I wonder if that's who at, like, the beginning of... You remember that cartoon, Atlantis? And he's trying to, like, convince him Atlantis is real? Might be the same organization. Mm -hmm. Oh, it might be. Or the crazy old guy might be (laughs) the head of the Explorers Club. Atlantis is a good cartoon. A fun related fact in New York, the hotel where I stayed uh, housed some of the um, rescued people from the Titanic. Oh, yeah. I thought they went to Canada. Not all of them went to Canada. Oh. Some went to New York, like yeah. I guess any port where yeah. those ships came to help them. I think on that myth, like on that Mythbusters thing too, like the actual rescue of like the Rose Dawson character, like she would have died, right? Uh, yeah. So just based on the conditions, like I think they said she would have narrowly escaped like like if they had been just a slight bit slower mm. she would have died but i think too is something like there isn't it like mythbusters or like they she wouldn't have been able to blow the whistle or something yeah she probably wouldn't would not have been able to blow the whistle she seemed to be having trouble with that whistle in the film yeah i think they said in real life they were like she wouldn't have been able to move yep. and do it all in time she like gets in the water and like she wouldn't have been able to blow the whistle mm-hmm. or it would have been really hard i think they didn't say it was impossible but people were hardier back then i would probably just give up and die honestly this is further proving my point when i said i don't think you could swim to another piece of wreckage that's very rude <laughs> i'm just reviewing my professional notes that i took for this show because i am a professional by professional moats, you mean uh, f- photographs, right? There's a better picture of the cups. <laughs> yeah, and then the rest of the exhibit is just about the the deep sea mission. Oh, and also a weird thing was that they they did like a, a test drive of the deep sea challenger in Sydney Harbor, like under cover of darkness, and like it was super secret, which I thought was really weird because it, like Sydney Harbor was busy. I've been there in the middle of the night. I didn't understand how they kept it secret. Is this going well? (laughs) (laughs) 
as, as a podcast I mean, episode. we can keep going and we'll just see. And if it doesn't, then we'll make you do the nude goddess retreat. I don't want to do the nude goddess retreat. <laughs> Look at all these pictures I took. Good job. I went. I did it. I went outside and I did something. <laughs> I'm saving this for an outtake. <laughs> It's too late. I paid twenty five dollars <laughs> to put in the podcast. What? So, was it worth the twenty five dollars you spent? Yeah, it was fine. Did you do anything else <laughs> at the Telsworld site? <laughs> no, I think the uh, I think the admission was just for the oh, rarely James Cameron, or is it for the whole science? It's center? usually for the whole science center. Oh well, we went with a baby, so we couldn't really do lots of stuff. What couldn't you do? Well, she just got sick of being in the exhibit. And then like, you don't want to disturb other people. So we didn't do like the whole museum. So you just put the baby back out in the car and then went inside and continued your way? You're not allowed to do that. I just, <laughs> you're not allowed to just put babies in cars and leave. No, we only did this one exhibit. I'm going to trust a little bit of your James Cameron knowledge trivia. Uh, what is considered the worst movie James Cameron has ever made? Ooh worked on or um like direct like sure a, like the box office film? i'll say worked on probably like transformers dark galaxy avatar have you guys given up avatar avatar <laughs> the one with the big blue people yes i know what you're saying but he no. spent the last 10 years making avatar 2 i think like it's a success yeah just because you spend 10 years on something doesn't mean it's a success I think he's been 10 years making Avatar 1. He was just waiting for technology to catch up to his vision. Well, I, just, I spent over 10 years in school. I wouldn't exactly call it a success. <laughs> but you're not so. Jim Cam. You're not Jim Cam. Okay, <laughs> what is it? Piranha 2, The Spawning. Piranha 2. I should have guessed a sequel. <laughs> uh, so this is just the little write-up on screen rant about the movie. So it says, everyone's got to start somewhere. Despite the renown by which James Cameron's name would let her be known, his career as a feature film director got off to a less than auspicious start with Piranha 2 The Spawning, a movie that is exactly as bad as the title suggests. Fortunately for Cameron, his association with Piranha 2 has been subject to much debate, with the director disowning the 1982 movie for much of his career. According to Cameron, he only directed a portion of this cult horror before being fired by the producer, who would go on to shoot much of the picture himself. Cameron claims he tried to get his own name removed from the credits, but was legally unable to do so. So <laughs> therefore, the spawning is officially in his director directorial debut. That's not fair. If they fired him, then you shouldn't have to be like associated with it. Couldn't the piranhas fly in Piranha 2? I think they could, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie, but I'm pretty sure I've seen the trailer. I've heard tell. Yeah. A flying piranha. We can maybe watch that tonight if we want. Okay, mm, wait, like I forgot to say he sketched all this stuff about the Deep Sea Challenger. Okay. And then they brought back these creatures from the ocean, and they're gross. They're real specimens from the ocean. Yep. For our listening audience. So they're in jars <laughs> of water and they're like a beige. They're and not some, water. They look like shrimps. Yeah, so that, I'm pretty sure that's a sea lice. It's water. 
is not water because otherwise they would completely fall apart. It's likely methanol. Well, <laughs> the smaller animals, Hirondelia and Lissahirada, were recovered from the middle pond of the Marianas Trench. Investigation has revealed that they contain silo something. Skilio, maybe? Skilio and Sonicil. A compound being tracked as a possible treatment for Alzheimer's disease. So I guess I shouldn't shit talk James Cameron so much because maybe he just cured Alzheimer's. He saved your life. I don't have Alzheimer's. Not yet. Or maybe you forgot. Stop. <laughs> that was my presentation on James Cameron challenging the deep. Did you like it? <laughs> Anyone who wants to chime in on if they liked it or not, email Sydney at IWentOutsideTodayPod at gmail.com. So I was wrong. Those were not sea lice. Uh, those... I told you they were Lissadomenohadomena. <laughs> Irondella gigas? Do, I said Irondella gigas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're amphipods. They cure Alzheimer's. Okay. And that's everything I learned. Would you recommend other people go check out this exhibit? Yeah. Would you have gone to check out the rest of the museum if you knew that they had sugar gliders in another section of Tell's World Designs? Like squirrels? <laughs> sugar gliders, but yes. Why? Where are they? What are they there for? They're there to teach people about natural sciences. So there's rocks, there's little animals, there's... I don't know. Can you... Like, is it nice to keep squirrels in captivity? I have mixed feelings about animals in captivity. Fair. You want a cat. Are they like damaged? <laughs> Shut up. Those are. <laughs> cats are different. They'll eat all the birds if I don't get one. Because then they'll be outside. Is that what you want? You want a world of outside cats and no birds? I mean, that's already what's slowly happening. So. Exactly. Maybe. I do like sugar gliders. Mm-hmm. So if the Titanic was to set to sail now that all the icebergs are gone, do you think you would ride on the Titanic? No, you go missing if you go on a cruise. It's a problem. The cruise industry needs to get its life together. I'm not going on no cruise. What happens in international waters stays in international waters. No, it's, it stays under the flag that you fly under. <laughs> I think like most cruises register under like Uzbekistan or something weird like that. Yeah, they usually fly out from whatever port has like the most laxist Rules. employment standards and yeah. pay scale. I'm just doing some Googling because uh, Titanic 2, which is actually being built uh, as we speak. There's also a Titanic 2 movie, but I don't know who made it. Was it James Cameron? I don't believe so. Um, Would you ride Titanic 2? Can you make a sequel? Or Ty 2, as I Of a movie that you didn't make the first movie of? Are you allowed to? I don't see there being any issue with it. I don't know if he owns the rights specifically to Titanic. Like he does to the movie he made, but to the... Yeah, but so then in the film world, can you make a Titanic 2 and call it Titanic 2? That I don't know. Uh, Titanic 2, produced by David Michael Latt, distributed by The Asylum, fine purveyors of movies. Uh, description is, a cruise liner sets sail on the 100th anniversary of the Titanic's doomed maiden voyage when a tsunami hurls an iceberg into the ship's path. The crew and passengers struggle to avoid suffering the same fate as their predecessors. It was not made by James Cameron. I think the name of the ship is Titanic 2, and that became the name of the movie. 
And they're making a Titanic too. So they're actually, yeah. So Blue Star Line of Brisbane, Australia is going to have the Titanic 2 built and finished this year in 2022 at the cost of $500 million. What flags are they going to fly under? Um, that I don't know. I would assume because it's because it's being built in Australia, it would probably have the Australian flag on it. But I know a lot of cruise ships don't actually. This is off topic, but like the cruise ships will like register their boats out of a different country than they actually are. So I'm wondering if that might also be what ends up happening. Yeah, just because it's such a huge ship. I think they will. I yeah. think they'll register it under the cheapest thing they can register. Yes, that's correct. Would you go to the James Cameron exhibit? If I, like, based on my presentation? Yes, but not based on your presentation. Yeah. That's very rude. Because <laughs> you didn't read any of the plaques. And... I read the plaques. I just forgot. <laughs> you didn't have your PowerPoint ready. I only thought about the PowerPoint when I was presenting. You also didn't talk about the part that I think is the coolest was the deep sea animals. You just said that you hate them. Oh, I do hate them. Mm-hmm. They're creepy. They look all weird and mean, like they wouldn't be your friend at all. A lot of things out there would not be your friend if given the option. Rude. <laughs> Extremely rude. So building on this uh, feedback you have for the exhibit, not to have gross sea animals in it, (laughs) what do you think they could have done better? I don't know. It was fine. It was, I don't know. It was nice. I want to know if the deep sea challenger is a replica or not because it's big, but I feel like it's a replica because I feel like it'd be so expensive to have the real thing there. I mean, maybe, unless like he has built a new one, because that thing's probably like 20 years old by mm-hmm. now. The Deep Sea Challenger? That was like the, oh yeah, I guess the early 2000s, mid-2000s. Year 2000 was 22 years ago. I don't think that's when he did that dive, though, because he was still doing Titanic dives in 2005. It was like 2012, for sure. Mm-hmm. 10 years old. Yeah, that's not that old. 2010 was 12 years old. So I would like to 12 know years ago. if that's a replica. I mean, other than that, it was fine. You wouldn't want more nude drawings laying about? I think there's an adequate amount of nude drawings. Usually at these special exhibits at the Telus World of Science, they have a gift shop at the very, very end just for the exhibit. What did they have there? Oh, they didn't have one. It was just like the normal gift shop. Oh. oh. Yeah, there wasn't a special one. Bummer. Mm-hmm. Cheryl and I went there for the Marvel exhibit, and they mm-hmm. had a uh, Marvel-specific uh, gift shop at yeah, the end. Yeah, they did. Yeah, the Harry Potter one got me. They had a Harry Potter-specific gift shop, and I quit my job without having another job, and Mom bought me a mug that said Dobby is a free elf. Same with when I went and saw the Titanic exhibit. They also had a specific one. Yeah. The actual Titanic, not the James Cameron movie. Oh, there was, like, an actual exhibit yeah. just for Titanic? That's that was pretty cool. I don't think they took that much stuff from the ship, though. So, like, what did you look at? So they had um, replicas of some stuff. They also had... It was kind of a neat thing. So at the beginning, when you went in, they handed you a boarding pass, and it had a name of a passenger on it. And as you went through and learned about, like, how the different classes, like first class, second class, whatever, on the ship survived and lived and whatever else, and they had, like, dishes from the actual Titanic, and they had life jackets and a bunch of other stuff that like people had brought with them off the ship and we brought dishes during their escape from death no like so some of this stuff was brought up from the ocean right floor but like there were other things that people had brought like they had 
when they were grabbing stuff to like evacuate they grabbed like letters to family members that they had written while they were on the ship like stuff like that Mm. but at the very end you get to take your boarding pass and you get to compare it to the list of the survivors versus the deceased and find out whether your passenger would have lived oh that's neat it was really cool i want to do that one well i think to my knowledge right now that the closest thing to that is actually in vegas oh well that sounds neat Mm -hmm. sounds like a good future episode Mm -hmm. go to vegas if you'd like to see us do that donate to our patreon Mm -hmm. (laughs) so going back to the titanic exhibit and things you would change do you have any messages to jim cameron that you want to add on to your explanation of what he's like at the start. I just think he's a madman. Yeah. It's not, I don't think it might be rude if I say that to his face, but. You can say it to his ears. This is a podcast after all. No, get, if you're listening to this, James Cameron, get out of here. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I guess it's interesting. I guess it's nice that he doesn't just like go into space because he wants to like Jeff be like Jeff Bezos and like doesn't he films all the stuff and like makes documentaries and like shares it and brings up weird sea creatures for science so I guess that's good because at least he's doing some science and helping some science people it's true Bezos isn't really doing much mm-hmm. yeah he like, didn't make a documentary I don't even think he made TikTok about it yeah he didn't even make a fucking TikTok <laughs> about going to space like he could have done more I was actually like, I, di- I definitely think that James Cameron is crazy because, like, deep dives and stuff like that, especially by yourself, that's all, like, so dangerous. Oh, yeah, for sure. R- like, ridiculously dangerous. But I-, I think it's good that he shared stuff that he, uh, shared stuff that he saw and he worked with scientists and, and ways to bring stuff up for other people to learn. hmm You're so right. Jeff Bezos didn't even make a fucking TikTok. <laughs> I don't know that for sure. I've never looked for his TikTok. Yeah, I don't have TikTok. Or his Insta. And I do want to know, like, so it said, like, when he got to the bottom of the ocean, he put on these little booties and a hat. But, like, the thing is so small. Like, I would like to know how tall James Cameron is. There, it, there didn't seem like there was a lot of maneuverability to be putting extra stuff on. Let's see. James Cameron is about a centimeter shorter than I am. He's 1.87 meters. I am 1.88. What's that in feet? I'm 6'2". So he's 6'1". Putting on little booties in his little. Wait, what was that right? <laughs> the uh, the conversion from inches to centimeters is not. Uh... Oh, so he's five something. He's five eleven. No, I forgot the numbers. Tell me the numbers again. I wasn't listening. I'm one point eight eight meters tall. He's okay. one point eight seven. I don't know what that means. In feet. So. Uh, Do you know how big a centimeter is? Which is the difference between those two inch. numbers? I know what a centimeter is. I know it's 10 millimeters, but I don't know how much an inch is. Tisk, 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 Half an tisk, inch? Tisk, tisk, tisk. Seven? Oh, one second. I'm being bullied. <laughs> this is bullying. <laughs> it's not. Mean math kids. Won't... First of all, I am not good at math. I just do knitting and sewing, and I have worked. We've gone through the Canadian (laughs) education system, which focuses exclusively on metric and not imperial units at all. I know how to measure stuff in metric, but, like, I don't understand heights in metric. Do you understand lengths in metric? For other things, (laughs) like some, like, I know how far a kilometer is. Do you remember having a ruler in class and measuring things on paper? Yeah, I know how to, like, I could tell you what 10 centimeters is, but... 
Now divide that by 10, that length. That's the difference in height, me and James Cameron. I know, <laughs> but I don't... <laughs> one sec. Know it in feet and inches. Are you one of those ladies who thinks that if a man isn't six feet tall, he's not a man? No, but I think that short men are mean. I regret asking this question. I just understand certain things in feet. Well, I think that about wraps up today's very special episode about Sydney's adventures with the Titanic and Jim Cam, James Cameron. And other stuff. And other stuff. And the Deep Sea Challenger. You got to see Mini Sub. You got to not take your picture. You got to see what you would call uh, sea penises? Sea dicks. Sea dicks? Sea dicks. This is one of your hosts, Chris, signing off. This is Cheryl signing off. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's very special episode of the I Went Outside Today podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, spread the joy and share us with your friends or leave a review. If you really enjoy our podcast and you want to support us in doing more episodes, consider donating to our Patreon or leave us suggestions in the comment section on our website or social media. Or you can email us at IWentOutsidePod at gmail.com. And make sure you follow us on our social medias. We got Twitter. We got Facebook. We don't got Snapchat because that's for creeps. We don't have Twitter. We don't have Twitter. <laughs> Facebook and Instagram. We got Facebook, Insta. Oh, fuck. Okay. You're not going to do it again. It's not going to be as good. Why don't we have Twitter? <laughs> we got Facebook. We got Instagram. And you can see all our photos and adventures that don't get turned into episodes because every day of our life is an adventure. Bye.